Movies in 4K. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 29. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And we are your hosts for describing, discussing, reviewing movies that have been released on 4K Blu-ray. Are you ready to start? We have no special announcements to think of right now. For once. <laughs> right. We will be having some coming down the road, but let's get into this show here. All right, Lady Phantom, what happened over the past week? Previously on Movie Scene 4K, Murder Hornets. <laughs> what? More on the Murder Hornets. So apparently, according to the people who study them, they are about to enter Slaughterface. Really? That, I think, yes. was my first breaking news topic. <laughs> I believe it was, yes. So basically, the people that study this kind of thing, the entomologists and everything, uh, they are about to enter that slaughter phase when they attack in force, decapitating their victims and feeding on the family and the little bees and everything. So six so far have been caught, either alive or dead. And uh, all of them in the Seattle area and all that, right? These people, they are desperate to find them, like to actually locate their nest before they wreak havoc. They haven't yet, which is a good thing. But the point is that they have caught some, you know, they tried tagging one of them, but the glue failed, so they couldn't find the nest. And they say that it is critical to find the nest now before they actually attack a hive or more and they are working on doing that so here's to wishing that they find these asian hornets and uh, see what they do with them i don't know if they're gonna kill them or or dispose of the nest when they find it or what but it is critical to find it before they uh, feast on the bees because that that would be bad wow i hadn't reheard of this topic since back then in june or something i forget what month it was yeah I maybe know. it was before that april or something when it really became a story so that is interesting my topic is very interesting i think to most people that will be listening to this episode here lady phantom is that regal cinema starting today when this gets released this episode closed all 536 of its theaters, which is a total of 7,000 movie screens. But yeah, they just announced it's out. They are done, and they have no idea in the foreseeable future when they're going to come back. And I think this has to go with the tenant, which I described a couple episodes back. Yes, we never came back to that, and it turned out that it did terrible. Not worldwide, though. Here, yes, but mm -hmm. it did make money worldwide, especially in Asia, I think, was a big area where it made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was definitely a flop. And I think, like we mentioned then, that this was the test dummy 
of the movies. Yes. It decided to go ahead because now we got Mulan that released on Disney Plus for $30. Yeah. And I heard again, Phantom, I don't know how accurate this is, that Wonder Woman 2049. Is that what it is? 1984. Oh, 1984. <laughs> the other one is Blade Runner. <laughs> okay. That, I think, is getting delayed till 2021, too. What? Yeah, the I last heard, I heard it was December. Thing. Yeah, I think it's oh, getting God. pushed back. You it's know just what? not enough money for them to be made, and they're <laughs> not going to do it, especially now you've got the second biggest chain sheltering all its theaters. You know what? Don't take this badly, people who love going to the movies and everything, but when I read that Tenet was pretty much a flop domestically, my first thought was, you know what? Serves them well. Because they need to understand that in this world we are living on right now, you cannot just do that. People are just not going to go to some, the movies like before. But some movie had to come out and see how it was going to do. Fam. Yeah. And this one was the one that tried it. Yeah. And I still think they made their money back. Like it's up in the air about it with advertising and everything. Yeah, but it wasn't like it lost hundreds of millions of dollars. No. no, I know. And it will do better. It will do better. As soon as it comes to digital and physical media, it will do better. But they need to understand that the time of only releasing movies at the movie theater and then getting their money back from the, that is gone. Yeah, but you're changing the point here. We're talking about movie companies here, actual theaters. Well, owners that of is, theaters that you're is, getting off on another topic that is true i'm sorry for that but yeah and and i'm sorry you know i'm really sorry yes, because we this wouldn't is a, go to yeah. the theater now i have no gumption to go to the theater i wasn't a big movie theater goer anyway but we did have plans on seeing a couple of these movies in the theater this year wonder woman quiet place two probably yeah, and, and this is an, a very unfortunate side effect of all of this. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, movie theaters are like the, the unfortunate side effect. Yes, and there's a lot of empty buildings around all over certain businesses, sheltering not only movie theater companies, but there's going to be a lot of, I don't know. We are just so far in the beginning stages of this still. Yeah. That it's really going to affect a lot of businesses. And yeah. who knows if Regal will even survive this because they made no qualms about coming back. They just said they're sheltered. They're not making the money. Every screen is closed for the foreseeable future. So Yeah. And, and it's, it's what you were saying right now. We are just at the beginning. I mean, it seems like it's been going forever, but every day there is something more. One more thing that happens because of all this snowball effect. And it, it's just like, I still feel we are living somewhere in the twilight zone and I see yep. no end to it. It's so weird. Yep. So there's our latest news this weekend. Let's move this on. Viva Las Vegas. All right, our Las Vegas movie this week is very interesting. I think a lot of people might not have heard of this movie. We went into the archive and went back 12 years to a movie called 21 from 2008. Who's some of the stars, Lady Phantom? Kevin Spacey, 
Kate Bosworth, uh, the guy for the life of me, I can't remember his name. I have never seen him before or since, so I don't remember. Josh Gad is mm -hmm. also there. And uh, that's it that, that I can remember. This is based on a true story is yes. what is so fascinating about this. It's the story of the MIT college students mm -hmm. who are under one of their professors in the college, and he teaches them how to count cards and play blackjack to get an advantage. And this crew actually took tens of millions of dollars from Las Vegas casinos over a course of a couple years or something like that. Oh, Lawrence Fisborne. Yes. To be continued. <laughs> that is true. So you have this one student that's super smart. He wants to get into medical school, into Harvard, and he's trying to get a... Scholarship. Correct. Now, he's up against 70-odd people, so it's a very limited scholarship. His chances are very slim, but he is... A brainiac. He's got a 4.0 grade point average. He's smart as could be, but he has no unique story. Yeah, and they, they want, usually uh -huh. want somebody who's like really got some fascinating yeah. story about him. They want to be dazzled. Yes. <laughs> so he needs three hundred thousand dollars if he doesn't get this scholarship, and it just so happens this group of students summons him basically <laughs> and the professor played by kevin spacey sees how smart this kid is and they invite him into their crew of trying to take down these las vegas casinos yes they have a system they have uh, like words for numbers so they remember and uh, they don't have to say the numbers aloud And they also have, you know, the typical, if I touch my hair, it means this. If I touch my eye, it means that. Yes, and blah, I do want to state right here, what they're doing is not illegal. If you're smart enough to count cards, then you can count cards. But the casinos shun it, and if they see it, they'll kick you out. If they catch wind of it, because it's private business, They can kick out anybody for any reason. And if they think you got an advantage on them, they're going to kick you out. Yeah. There's a book that has all these so-called cheaters and things on. But this really isn't cheating. They're not using mechanical devices or computers or nothing like that. Yeah. It's Now, they just are working right. as a team. <laughs> but yeah. still, it's not illegal. They're just smart enough and You got to be very attuned to what's going on at the table to be able to count cards while talking, while drinking, while acting normal. Mm -hmm. So you got to be very focused. Yeah, you got to be good word. You got to be super focused and be able to scan a table of five people and to be able to count cards. Because the whole thing with counting cards is when the shoe or the deck the decks of cards that are used in the game when there's more high cards face cards and aces it's an advantage to the player so when they bet big they want to have an advantage that don't mean they're going to win you could be the best counter and still lose mm -hmm. this is no guarantee 
But over the course of many visits, it does give you a slight edge. So that's about, you know, counting cards. Now let's get into more of the story because there is some side stories. Yeah. Another thing that comes into the movie actually is that besides focus, you have to be cold blooded. You can't or they can't let emotion get into them because the teacher tells them we are doing a business we are counting cards we are not gambling right that's That's a big big difference because when you start to drink and loosen up and stuff and you get mad you gotta remain that super focused and don't let because you're going to get on runs of cards runs of shoes where you're losing yeah you just gotta stick with it and don't be a gambler don't just bet more because you're losing. Mm-hmm. And that comes into play very, very importantly in this movie. I mean, of course, we're not going to say how because that would be a spoiler. Yes. Yeah, so let's yeah. say some more of the story here. Kevin Spacey is a gambler. He did take the casinos back in the day and they know who he is in Las Vegas. So mm-hmm. that's one story. We have the romantic angle here. Of course. Which was good. I mean, it's it was, not mushy or It was not or in nothing. your face. It's fine. Right. It's just a little side thing because that's actually what gets him into this little click because he likes this girl. Yes. So that's one little thing. She's a popular girl at school. And yeah. then there's this other story with his two friends, the main character's two friends. They are robotic engineers. Mm-hmm. And he almost dismisses him because he gets caught up in this Las Vegas life mm-hmm. with winning money and having fun and going to clubs Sweets and, and everything, everything yeah. they want and stuff like that. Buying so stuff. This is a full-fledged movie. It's got a lot of different angles, and it is solely based on reality. Now, I don't know what some of the additional parts are probably the little love story and maybe even the friends but from what i know because i've seen documentaries on this story it's fairly accurate now they play it up with this lawrence fishburne character who oh. is the surveillance director of several casinos in las vegas yeah you have never seen him like this if you have if you haven't seen this movie he is like ruthless Yes, and his job is in jeopardy because they're going to biometrics. Mm-hmm. So they're getting rid of these surveillance officers, especially the higher ups. Yeah. Because they got better technology. So that plays into it. And I do really like Lawrence Fishburne, and he's yes. great in this. He played the old school type mob boss like. Yes. Yeah, I really like him in general. Like, whenever you know, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne is going to be good in pretty much whatever he does and it's no exception here like i have never seen him like in this movie playing to a i mean it's funny because there are no good guys in this movie and he i mean since he's a supervisor you know of these casinos and everything you might think he is one of the better guys but he's really not it's it's very interesting yes it is now before we end this because we're actually taking a long time on this review but this is (laughs) a good good movie movie. yes you need to grab this is it takes place at hard rock red rock the palms yes planet hollywood Mm -hmm. and the riviera right lady phantom 
And I would say this is a good 50-50 mixture. 50% in Vegas, 50% back in Boston. Uh-huh, yeah. So it goes back and forth because they're flying there every weekend mm-hmm. when class is out. Mm-hmm. And also, Kevin Spacey character is super shady. Like, Oh, yeah. He don't do him wrong because he holds so much power over these students you know, he can get them kicked out of school, all sorts of things. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, and, and his performance is flawless. Yes. So for me, Lady Phantom, this is an 8 out of 10. I've seen this movie a good four times. We just got the Blu-ray. looks really good. A little grain here and there. But it, it looks good, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not a stellar release. But I would say grab the Blu-ray. This is worth it, and it's very interesting, and it's exciting seeing that that part of Vegas because you do get inside of the casinos. You get in some of the clubs. It takes place in some of these nudie bars, yeah. things like that. <laughs> some other nightclubs they go to. So you have a nice wide selection of actually Vegas properties, and of course they do a lot of flybys of the Vegas Strip. Yes. So, 8 out of 10 for me. What do you got? Same. 8 out of 10. And, yeah, you have to get this movie. If you are interested at all, just get it. All right. Let's get into our feature. What we're covering this week is from 1999. The Matrix is listed in two genres, Lady Phantom, action, and sci-fi. Yeah, and I think it's right on. How about drama, you think? Maybe, but that would be a very, very last. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just making a statement. Yeah, maybe. I would Should say, we add it? I'm asking you. I'm making it. It is dramatic. It is slower in the first half than the second half. True. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like sci-fi action drama in that order. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I felt that the latter half definitely is all action sci-fi. Yeah. But to get the build up and then there's this story that's going on in this movie that we're going to have to talk about. But who directed this bad boy? This was directed by the, the Wachowski sisters. All right. And who are the stars? We have, of course, Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, again, Carrie Ann Moss, and Hugo Weaving. Yeah, those are the big names, right? Yes. Had you he, seen anybody else in this? Uh, not really. I mean, in the, in the next movies, you see more known faces, but this one, that's it. And actually like Hugo Weaving, he was unknown completely. When I saw this, it was the first time I ever saw him. And then I started to see him in many other things. And he has been in the the Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit trilogy. He's been in the the one, he was the father. Yeah. He has been also in the V for Vendetta. He was V and uh, many others. He has a very unique look. He's 
unmissable. <laughs> yes. Like he he's has, just got this intensity. He has a wonderful personality. He, yeah. And he is the uncle of Samara Weaving. It's funny because he needs to be in a horror movie, if you ask me, because he's just got this intimidating, creepy vibe about him yeah. that he could really pull off like a serial killer role or something. Like I know. He really has, brutal or something. Yeah, he has a very intense look. Like his eyes, they are piercing eyes. And this, I mean, when I saw him in this movie, I just loved him. And he was a great villain. All right. What's that synopsis say? A computer hacker learns from mysterious rebels about the true nature of his reality and his role in the war against its controllers. What do you think? Oh, I love it. That I love description? It. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it, it gives you, I mean, it's very vague, you know, but there is no way to explain the plot of this movie concisely and truthfully in a sentence i mean i no. think you could okay go for it well i'd have to sit and ponder and word it correctly but i'm not gonna try right now because <laughs> i just woke up so my brain's not functioning at a hundred percent right now but i could knock out a one sentence description on this it is kind of convoluted to me i think phantom and i are gonna be battling on this one Funnily enough, listeners out there, I had never seen this movie. I had heard of the characters Morpheus and Neo. They're pop culture Yeah. But never sat down and watched this. I've seen some clips over the course of the years of these little flying action scenes, but that is it. Mm-hmm. Never seen any of the sequels, so this is completely fresh for me. Yeah, no, me... I was there at the movie theater. This was in that period of my life when I went to the theater every weekend and watched three movies per weekend. And this movie, I remember so well watching it at the movie theater and being completely and irrevocably blown away. All right. Well, this starts out with the woman, the Moss woman, and she's running through this area it's nothing's out of the normal here except the way they're jumping and how fast they're running and she is trying to get away from these men in black characters i'm gonna call them oh my god and i had to ask phantom is men in black before this which it was because these guys that are after this group look like men in black they're in black suits they're wearing the shades and they just got this wondering appeal like they're very weird and mystical but anyway she's in a little battle and she's trying to escape she's on the phone with somebody or something and then she gets out of this situation and that is a key to this movie now phantom i want you to cover more of this because you have more knowledge by far on this movie it's been in your life for 21 years (laughs) yeah (laughs) so for me on a first watch you know there might be some things i didn't quite understand especially in the beginning you're just wondering what's going on in this movie and as you know out there i hate convoluted and silly stories to me 
This is anything but, but if silly. I, but if I think it's a stupid story, I am out of the movie. And the more time that goes by in this, the more you learn. I'm like, what? It's like, and I like sci-fi. I mean, sci-fi is probably my second favorite genre. So, of course, these things are made up. A lot of these things could never happen, of course. But it's just the way it progresses and the things they do. So, this one I don't want to walk through because there's a lot of back and forth, Lady Phantom. So, you describe this overarching theme with what the Matrix is in your mind and what their mission is, this group of about six or seven people. Well... I mean, it's very, I mean, this is convoluted. I mean, it's definitely a convoluted story, but I think it's anything but stupid or silly. I think if you want original, it doesn't get any more original than this. You have this group of people, but they are not the only people. There are more people, obviously, but we don't hear about them yet because we are talking about a complete city, but I digress. So they are looking for this person, for this Neo person, because Morpheus, which is Lawrence Fishburne's character, he says he has been looking for him all his life because he is the one that can liberate the world of men, which is Zion. Now, liberate them from what, you ask? From the Matrix. Now, the Matrix according to this story, is basically what we know as our reality. It's a computer program. According to this, it all began with the creation of AI. It came to a point where the machines took over, because it always happens in every movie that has to do with AI. They always end yeah, up taking so over. Oh, well, yeah. Because in this case, it's not a war. It's done way before this movie yeah. many times. But this is different and unique in which, for example, in Terminator, you have like the war between machines and the humanity. Here, there is really not a war. Humans yes, are... Yes, it could be called a war. It could, but it's not really a full-fledged war because here the AI took over and they are farming humans that is completely unheard of in any other movie okay let me just stop you there and then you can go on this is a piece of software now i was a software developer and worked on hardware my whole life that's what i went to college for i think that's so silly now you not coming from that field some ai develops software that mines humans and puts real people into the software, and I'm going to use another movie, which you still haven't seen, and I've talked about it several times, is The Lawnmower Man. <laughs> really good movie. This has depths of virtual reality-like, but then there's this twist that they're inside a piece of software that is so stupid to me. Like, when that came out, that everybody lives in a piece of software. And that's what this movie is. And I think we are hitting a spoiler here, but I think it needs to be covered, Lady Phantom. 
is that everybody's going along with their daily life. Nobody knows they're in this simulation software, basically. These AI robots and everything have situated this software to look like 1998, but it's actually 2199. And that's where all these characters that go into the Matrix, Morpheus and Neo, they are the ones that know that it's 200 years in the future and they're trying to infiltrate this piece of software and, you know, crack the AI and hack into it. And we should say we didn't mention Keanu Reeves' character. He's a hacker. Yes, he's a hacker and that's how they find him. And they got to go through a big spiel of convincing him that, you're not living your real life. You're in this simulation. This is where it's really drawn out. And I was really bored here. Like up until half the movie, I told Phantom, I, we stopped it. It took me two viewings to watch this because the first hour and 15 minutes was really boring to me because it's just them teaching him, training him, is he really this one that can solve this situation? Well, you don't get any conclusion to that either, really. Yet. And it was really hard for me to get through because of the story, Phantom. I just thought that them living in a piece of software and everybody going along with their daily life, and then there's this alternate universe. And I should say that this 200 years in the future is like post apocalyptic they're living in ships and all the cities are destroyed it's barren land with old dying decaying decrepit streets and yeah things like and that. all the ships are underground too and they are persecuted by what they call sentinels which are like some kind of octopus like machine right that was interesting some of the actual machines not these software created human-like beings mm -hmm. that was more interesting to me okay now i have something here for you yes as a reality-based thing of course i'm i'm not saying it's silly because i really don't find it silly i actually that first part of the movie it really trapped me and i was i remember like every time i've seen it it's like so interesting but how different is this from a situation like the world of dreams. Like all these humans, they are basically hooked to the matrix by tubes and cords and metal. And it's horrible actually to see. But anyway, it's like an induced state of continuous dreaming. And I mean, I don't know, but when you dream, you, re you think it's real. You feel it's real. But here's the point, Lady Phantom, and I think this is a big flaw to this movie, is that everybody in this movie going around their everyday life, working, getting married, having cars, driving, it's not a bad world. This is not a bad world that's created this software, the software game they're playing. Yeah. And I want to use an analogy here with, there's a game called Second Life. Now, 
I'm not a video game player. But imagine yourself, what you're doing, you're listening to us right now, you're ever, you go to work, you come home, you eat, you go to the restaurant. Imagine that is fake and the Second Life game you're playing is actual reality where you can <laughs> do really weird things, mm-hmm. jump really weird action scenes here. But that is not the reality. Yes, it's created by the game, which is my analogy I'm trying to use in Second Life. What I you didn't let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. Is imagine if you put Second Life where you can fly and create things and fight and jump in the air and float and things like that. Imagine you're in that game and you can bring that into what you think is reality. Mm-hmm. And that's just an analogy for some people out there if they haven't seen this movie i might be one of the only people in the world that hasn't seen this movie or if maybe you're younger maybe 30 or younger i don't know if you haven't Ah. gone back and seen it but phantom this life that the software and ai created is not a bad life no it just feels like our normal life And it does come into play here because somebody changes sides is they get tired of fighting and always worrying about this where there's even a time in this where you can make a choice. You can go back to that life you had working, dating, eating, what seems normal to us, our reality, like right now, this would be our reality. Or you can actually know the truth and know you're in a software and fight these things. I don't know, Phantom. I think I would pick the non-reality part. Okay, that's exactly what is so interesting about this movie. That is dumb to me. No, that's the philosophical question. And that is incredibly important. And at least for me, very interesting. It's, it's, it's like actually the, this guy, the, the villain, Agent Smith, at some point tells Neo, the first version of the Matrix was a perfect world. No fighting, no hate, all love, but humans rebelled to it because it's in the human nature to be horrible to each other, basically, and to infest and to destroy the planet and everything. And I think that's incredibly interesting. Now, what you're saying right now, this is this is not a bad life, but that's where the philosophical question comes into play. What is more important or what is better to live in your reality knowing what it is as horrible as it is or to live in a dream world, which is normal but you are being harvested for your energy for electricity yes but the people in this matrix don't know that exactly and phantom like this 200 years in the future they have nothing they can't eat anything i mean they have no taste anymore it's a very bad life i mean no they do have taste it's just that the food they have is crappy but that is not the point It's like, it is actually a perfect allegory to slavery. Like, just because you are born a slave and don't know anything other than that. No, it's not. 
It's not because these people are being harvested. It's it's not like they, they have a, any choice. Know, Phantom. Okay, I don't know. I'm a slave. Does it make it good? But they're not slave. It doesn't feel like slaves. It doesn't at all. feel like it, but they are because they are being grown and farmed for the electricity they okay. produce. This is going to be one of the longer episodes because this story is so far out there. We got to get into some technicals here before we get the rating out there. I was impressed with the technical CGI achievements, especially when Weaving Guy. Smith, Agent Smith. Yeah, the main leader of the AI, which is funny too. Even the names of the people reminded me of Men in Black. And don't tell me they didn't steal some things from Men in Black. I don't know about that and I don't care. I mean, he's just Agent Smith. That's it. You know, and he's not really the leader. He's an employee of the Matrix. He, because this is a software world, they can manipulate it. Of course, they're controlling it, this AI. So these human-like people can control certain aspects of this world. They can change the software. They can make doors where they weren't and stuff like that. But he, like can go into somebody's body almost because remember this is virtual reality basically Mm -hmm. and morph (laughs) into him while it ain't near as good as terminator it has this weird realistic effect like yeah it's software and if you know anything about software and when you manipulate graphics it Really weird how it comes together, and I thought that was pretty incredible how they did that. Yeah, I mean, you would have had to see this movie when it first came out. It was mind-blowing. It every, I, I think there aren't many special effects in this movie that haven't been copied or spoofed or parodied in some way. The, the kind of CGI and special effects that were used in this movie were groundbreaking yes i agree that's yes. what i'm saying now, i know okay I know. now i want to talk about the main way they fight in this it is robotic like yes and it does feel especially at this time video games have come a long way since this and they're more realistic the yeah. fighting action yeah but back in this day the way they're so methodical and raise an arm it, they look like robots fighting yes Now, there is some fake scenes when they get flying off, but I do appreciate that it was done in a slow motion fashion. Most of it, you know, I like these (laughs) slow motion effects because it takes the level of fakeness out of it. But here it doesn't matter because they're in this virtual environment. So it's fine. It looks goofy at times. Yeah. Plus, this movie, I think, is a very good balance between cgi which of course it has a lot of it because it couldn't be achieved in any other way and practical effects i mean the fighting scenes they are pretty much all practical it's just that the way they are filmed it makes them look robotic but like these people were in harnesses and jumping and doing and everything oh yeah you can tell because some scenes are totally fake looking like when they get flown back or something or like when they're jumping and they're still moving their legs but they did it on purpose yeah so i I give it a lot of credit yeah 
You know what I mean? Because this is a different style of fighting hand-to-hand combat that yeah. you've ever seen. There's a scene on a roof where there are different agents fighting with them. And there's this one agent, which is not Smith, actually. It's some other agent. And he moves. But it's f- so funny how they do this. It is like slow motion. But the way it's it's done, it's telling you that this guy is being hyper fast. So, it, yes. but, and it's really cool. I mean, I'd rather see that a hundred times rather than the guy like being so fast that I cannot even see it, right? So I, I think it was perfect when it was done that way. Yes, and like when they're getting shot, the slow motion with the bullets flying in the air and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. All right, Phantom, we got to wrap this bad boy <laughs> up. This is going to be a long episode. We got to keep it around an hour. So for me, I'll go first for the technicals again. I know this movie won Oscars for... A lot of the effects well-deserved for this time period. Music also was very good. A lot of actual really cool songs in it and good score. Acting was fine for what they had to do. It wasn't stellar. Keanu Reeves wasn't great in this to me. I've seen him in much better movies. He was fine. The girl, Moss, she was really good. She had that look like a badass girl. So it was kind of cool. But I'm only hitting a six here, and it's a rental. I mean, I liked things, and I didn't. I was really bored with the story. And I, for me, the story has to captivate me. And to me, the story is just kind of stupid. I get what Phantom's saying with the philosophy and everything, but me coming from a software background, and I just think it's so out of the norm and you know we're supposed to say that sci-fi is supposed to be able to happen someday in the future and this <laughs> this is not gonna happen in the future so i'll give it a rental what do you got oh my to me this movie is a nine out of ten and it's a definite own i have always loved it I really like the sequels, especially the next one, although I do think they are lesser to this one, definitely. But I think it's captivating from every angle, from the story angle, from the music angle, from the special effects angle. Like any way you look at this movie, I think it is near perfect. So to me, it's a nine out of ten. Time for the good stuff. All right, this, I got a feeling me and Phantom might be quite a bit different (laughs) because I'm coming. I've never seen it, so it's a pure grade. I don't know what it looked like before. I can guess. You know what I mean, Mm -hmm. Phantom? But you have seen it in the theater. You've probably seen it on VHS, and you've probably seen it on DVD or Blu-ray. Yep. So this is my first time. I'll make a one-word statement. Overall, I was impressed. I don't think I ever saw, I don't think I ever had it on VHS. I think it was because it was 1999 and uh, uh, yeah, I think I, the first time I got it was, it was DVD. Okay. Some things that were really good. It was for one, we watched this in Dolby vision, so it can get brighter than HDR 10 and it's got a wider color gamut. And I think on this one that helped. Now, while there's not a lot of crazy color, this isn't no Kong or Aquaman or nothing, 
I was trying to put myself back in the 90s Phantom with this, but this looks so good. This don't look like it was released yesterday because there is certain scenes that got grainy. Mm-hmm. But on a whole, it was nice and clear. Like it was like hyper-realistic clear. And as everybody knows, these letters that fall down the matrix logo and stuff mm-hmm. like that looks so good all the text was sharp as could be which we haven't seen in some of these older movies yeah you know on the 4k format sometimes it's a little blurry it's not crystal clear all the computer stuff worked well here fire scenes look good their crazy fighting styles look good wide angles looked really good i mean this is a really good disc so i'm really curious what you thought of the video i think it holds up and that is a feat i mean we're talking about a yes 21 year old movie and it holds up beautifully and the 4k looks good i mean there are some scenes that actually to me they felt almost 3D-ish. They were jumping at you from the screen. And I was so impressed because I had never experienced that before. I mean, of course, in previous releases, in DVD and everything, the CGI looked even more realistic because you have this blurring thing, you know, because it's it's a DVD. So it looked fine. But it holds up. Like, yes, of course. Can you put yourself in the other formats, like at the theater, and say, oh, this was definitely brighter and more detailed than you ever well, seen it? Uh, I can only say that at the theater and on DVD, it did look more realistic, especially the machines and the sentinels and all of that. So the detail but hurt the robotic A little bit. Things. And when they are in, in, in the ship, you know. But and everything, uh-huh. Good point. <laughs> Not to go back, but there, he gets impregnated with something in his belly button. Oh, that was that great. Was, but it looked bad, Phantom. It, it didn't hold so up as much. So that's what you're saying? You're yes. saying it looked better back in the day oh, when it, it looked, wasn't as clear and detailed? It looked impressively real in the, in the theater yeah, and, it and on DVD. Here, it doesn't as much, but it doesn't look entirely fake. Everything else, the colors, the shades, and oh my God, this, I was like, it was jaw dropping, like how good it looks. I mean, the scenes in this movie where you can see dark and light, they are impressive. Yes, that I noticed because there's some scenes that like fade to a lot of black and things like that. And then you have a flashlight or something. Yeah, very good black levels on this disc. Oh, excellent. And I will tell you that the coloring in the 4K is great. Yes, that's what I noticed. It's not Aquaman colors, but just the blues and the greens really shine with a lot of detail compared to the faces and stuff. It's really rich. And this movie has always had that uh, green theme to it. Like, you know, the the coloring has always been green in some way or another. And this one reproduced that super faithfully and it looks so good. So much better than the DVD or Blu-ray or anything else. Like, it's it's impressive. Really impressive. How about the audio? Great. 
great. Like, this is another example of one movie where sometimes you have action and sounds in the background and everything, and you have whispers, and you don't lose a thing in that dialogue. It's great. I agree, but for some reason, Lady Phantom, I don't know if it was the production of the disc. Like I said, I didn't see this when it came out. But for some reason, I know what you're saying. Yes, the center channel, the dialogue channel, you don't miss anything in this. That way it was produced. But it was also like it has like a hollow feel. And maybe it was on purpose because they're maybe alluding to you're in this matrix or something. Maybe. And I don't want to call it like an echo chamber, but to try to give the fans some sort of way it sounded, it wasn't like a typical movie. Like they did modulate the sound the way to give it appeal like you're inside of something. And it was like hollow, like almost like they were in a tunnel at times. Mm-hmm. The, the sound was good, but I didn't like that effect, maybe what I'm saying. Well, it, so I, yeah, I really can't criticize the movie. With it. Yeah, but I think it was done on purpose because yeah. it was out of the norm. There's no reason to it's to sound hollow at certain times. Yeah, this um, is a big budget movie. Yes, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was completely on purpose. Yeah, because, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because they are inside something. Yeah, that's... But I didn't like it. I wanted okay. it bright and clear and banging and punching. Yeah, to be honest, I, I didn't feel that. I didn't really notice that. I don't remember what movie we watched a few days ago that really sounded like they were in an echo chamber. This was nothing like that. Uh, so I was completely fine with the sound. Of course, the music sounds great. Like, well, this the music actual has great score music. and soundtrack's good, but that really doesn't denote how good the uh, 4K Blu-ray is, just that the mm-hmm. music was good or we liked it. Yeah. No, I but mean, I, it is a very science-y, action-y track throughout a yeah, lot of things. Yeah, and it just might be designed to make you feel that you're trapped because that's the whole point of the movie, right? So <laughs> Yes, maybe. true. So what special features are on that disc, Lady Phantom? All right, we have... Special features on the 4K, we have written introduction by the Wachowskis, Philosopher's Commentary by Dr. Cornell West and Ken Wilbur, Critics' Commentary by Todd McCarthy, John Powers, and David Thompson, Cast and Crew Commentary by Carrion Moss, Zach Stenberg, and John Gaeta, and Composer Commentary by Don Davis with music-only track. And you have... Over three hours of content in the Blu-ray, which is The Matrix Revisited, Behind the Matrix, Follow the White Rabbit, and much more. Wow. A lot of special features you get with The Matrix, which is good. They should put this amount of time in a release of this old of a movie. You need that. Yes. So I'm just trying to say, like, I'm more peeved usually that they don't spend the time but they shouldn't get credit either for giving a special features on these movies this has been released on every format you know so they should to get your value out of it it's a positive but it really shouldn't be we just get more peeved when they don't do enough so i'll start lady phantom for a 20 plus year old movie that I'd never seen, I was impressed overall. 
it had this weird vibe. Like, it's not like I felt I was in the 90s, <laughs> but I knew it wasn't a current movie, too. And I can't really put my finger on exactly why. But coming from a movie fresh, I thought it looked good. Really good coloring, really good detail in people's faces, and really outstanding black levels in this movie because it gets dark and a lot of shades and that wide color gamut that uh dolby vision presents with more colors you definitely see the gradations of the blues and greens in this and on the faces like really well done so it's not a reference material disc because there is some faults and probably about five scenes where grain gets heavy at other times, it was very minimalistic, and sometimes you didn't notice at all. And this is another long movie, over two hours. But I'm going to go right with a B, and it's definitely worthy. If this is a movie you want, get it on 4K. Yes, I will agree that there is green, and it's visible pretty much, I don't know, maybe 60% of the time, but it, it is minimal. Now, you get a lot of close-ups, and they are so good. You can see every little tiny detail on their faces. Every, like, the, the way their, their suits shine, you know, the, it's, it's just incredible. I loved it. But also, I have to take into consideration that the 4K makes some some only of the cgi look kind of funny i mean not unrealistic but does that really but matter in this type of movie when they're in a virtual reality well it matters to me because it used to look absolutely real so yeah i mean here the 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 extreme detail makes it little tiny bit unrealistic but hey it's 4k and it is to be expected really where i would say it was super noticeable is probably towards the end when they're lasering into their ship these octopusy robotic things mm -hmm. that yeah. was really stood out and like i said that belly button scene to me yes but oh my god those lasers looked so yes, bright and beautiful did. i mean it, it was a, a mixture there because at the same time, it looked kind of a little fakish, but it looked beautiful because it was so bright. Oh, and also the ray gun things looked fake. It looked Roger Corman-esque at times. Not any not anywhere that bad, but... Yes, they look pretty bad. That, I didn't that, think so. That probably looked better back in uh, DVD days. Yes, like, I'm seriously. telling you, everything looked so real before. Like... There was absolutely nothing in this movie that I could see, and I was like, oh, that's fake. Never. It, it always looked completely realistic. This is the very first time that some of the special effects might look a little bit, eh, you know, dated, but not really. I personally am going with this disc with an A-. minus. I am really impressed. I am incredibly impressed. And I think if you are going to get this movie don't even think about it by the 4k and honestly i look forward to at some point in the future watching the matrix reloaded and revolutions and the matrix 4 so excited about that
All right, Lady Phantom, tell all the listeners all over the world where to go. Go please to BillShetty.com and sign that guest book. You know, we are doing bonus episodes with your recommendations. We do written reviews. You get our episodes every single week. Just go there, sign it. We will respond. Also, please go to the places where you get all your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, for example. We are available everywhere. Uh, I'm on Twitter, LadyPhantom74. And just please comment and contact us because we are right here for you. And this is the month of Halloween. Get over to Horror Movie Weekly for a lot of horror movie reviews and we have several coming out here on Movies in 4K to celebrate Halloween. So for Lady Phantom, I am Bill Shetty. We will catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Movies in 4K.